He came into this world and he took all of the sin of the world upon him to that cross, every tear, every time you have been treated wrongly, every time you have been lied to, every time you have been hurt, every war, every act of violence, every act of sin, every act. Every time a human being is desecrated, every time a young woman has been sold into slave, that's the big thing, right? Slavery. It's slavery to something. It's slavery to sex. It's slavery to this. It's slavery to that. It's all about money, right? And Jesus climbed up on that cross, and he did it to restore our dignity and to show us what we're worth. If I had one of you young people come up here and stand, just one of you, just one person, I'll have a volunteer. Is there a volunteer here? You get a big prize. Him? Is that your brother? Come on, just stand up. What's your name? Tanner. This is Tanner. Say hello. What? Say hello. Hello. You're a guest at this church tonight. Okay, me and Oprah. No, just kidding, she's done now, but you never know. You have one young man here. He is made in the image and likeness of God. Okay? You have a mind and intellect and a will. You have a soul. And guess what? He is made to live forever. Pope John Paul II said, one human being... That's what you are, right? Each and every human being, Pope John Paul II taught this, are you ready? Is invited to an exclusive relationship with the Holy Trinity. Your relationship, his one relationship, Mother Teresa said, is like a drop in the ocean, right? One person, but she says, every drop is missed. And that's why when she went out into the streets, she treated each and every person as if they were Christ. Each person is called to an irrepeatable relationship with the Holy Trinity. That means no matter what, no one can take your spot. (laughs) You got a spot in the heart of God, and no one can take it. Guess what? You also get to choose. Choose wisely, okay? You get to say, Tanner, yes to God or no. No. It is his right and his dignity. Each person gets to choose. And you think, oh my gosh. I used to think this in college. Don't give that big choice to me because I'm just dumb enough I might choose wrongly. Do you know what I'm talking about? I always pray, dear, dear Lord, don't come if I'm having a bad day, right? Right, okay. Now, before I embarrass him anymore, this is the deal. One tanner, one tanner, just you. How tall are you? Um, like five, two, five, two. And how tall would you like to be? Like six, one. Let's pray for that tonight, okay? <laughs> okay, one, five, two tanner is worth more than the entire created universe. Your worth is more than all of the mountains, 
all of the oceans, the sun, the stars, the entire created universe. Because God created the whole world for you. But he created you for himself. And he has called you to an exclusive, irrepeatable relationship with himself. And he is waiting to know what your answer is. Okay, you can have a seat. Clap for Good job. That is how God looks at each and every one of us. And so, when we come to the Holy Mass, I'm out in Yellowstone National Park, and I'm thinking, is this guy right? Am I off? Am I crazy? Does that bread and that wine really become Jesus Christ? Because if that's really God, then I want to go to church, right? So I head off to Mass, and it's a poor old retired priest having Mass that day. And I wait till Mass is all done, and I, I stock him out. I'm waiting for him, waiting for him. Finally, he looks at me and goes, can I help you? And I'm like, yes, Father, I need to know right now, does that bread and that wine really become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for real, the real thing? And he says to me, sit down. And there's a log, so I sit on the log, and this dear retired priest looks at me and he says, why do you think I gave up my life to serve Christ if it was not to give you Jesus. And I'm sitting there like this, you know. And he says, the only reason to be Catholic, or at least one of the main reasons, is the Holy Eucharist. No priesthood, no Eucharist. And I go, wow. The priests get the power to change the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Christ from Christ. And Christ gave it to his first 12 apostles a long time ago. And they gave the power to the next group of bishops. And it's passed down year after year after year through the priesthood. He says this to me, and then he says this, but do you believe? I go, gosh, Father, I've been Catholic my whole life. No one ever asked me if I really believe. He says, then this is what you have to do. And this is what I want to say to all of the youth here and any parents. If you don't wake up on Sunday morning and you don't look forward, I mean forward to getting out of bed, and getting up to church. It could be because you don't believe. So I want to share with you tonight what that wise priest shared with me. He said, go to church. Go to confession. Go to confession. Don't be afraid. You have a wonderful priest here. If you don't want to go to him, go to a neighbor priest. Or go behind the screen, talk through your fingers like I do. <laughs> little one, little one, big one, little one, right? 
behind the screen. My mom always taught me, when you go to confession behind the screen, pretend it's Jesus. Tell him you're sorry. You feel terrible. How many feel scared to death when you walk in? I hate going to confession. How many people, don't raise your hand, haven't gone for a long time because there's no way. I know, I know, I was one of them. Till this one dear lady said this to me, and I'm going to say it to you tonight because I'm mean. <laughs> this lady comes up to me one day, and this is what she says to me. Out of the blue, this stuff happens to me. This is my life. She says, do you know that every sin you confess in confession will never be brought before you again when you die? And I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. <laughs> Guess what I started thinking about later that day. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, bad one. Oh, bad one. Because <laughs> I started thinking back on my life. And there was a lot of sins I did that I never went to confession for. Because at the time, I didn't even really know they were that wrong, but I knew. Do you know? So I ended up going in to see a priest and going for a long confession one time. And it was hard. But I'll tell you what, when that priest put his hand over my head and he said the words of absolution, I knew that I was forgiven and it was done. When we go to confession, we take what Jesus did on that cross and we apply it. We take the sacrifice that he went through and we say, thank you. I accept it. You know when Jesus died on that cross, what was the first thing he did when he rose from the dead? Does anybody know? He walked into that upper room, and they were all in the upper room, and they were afraid. He comes in through the door, and do you know what he says? He breathes on them the power of the Holy Spirit. He's breathing on them. Hope he didn't have bad breath, right? The Holy Spirit is coming on him, and he says this, whose sins you forgive to his first priest, whose sins you forgive, they're forgiven. Why did Jesus die on the cross? To forgive our sins. And what's the first sac what sacrament does he give us right when he gets off the cross? <laughs> Confession. You know why? Because he just died to give it to us. He died so that you and I can walk in that box and walk away and know that we're loved and we're forgiven. If you are really rotten, mean, ornery to your family at home, mm-hmm, if you do, you know, lie, steal, kill somebody in your family, okay, Ten Commandments, okay, let's just review them. Ten Commandments, what are they? Okay, if you go around all day long and you curse your father and then you walk home, He'd hear, you know, God the Father hears you cursing. When we swear all the time, guess what? He hears. He knows you're cursing his name. And it bugs him. Why? Because he's your father and he loves you. 